The following program is rated MALSV. It contains strong language, sexual situations, and violence. It is intended only for mature audiences. Finally, show with the balls to call it like it is. Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. Countdown to audio torture. The Rated R Safety Show starts in three, two, one. Ah, let the eardrum pain begin. Forget the corporate bullshit. This is the Rated R Safety Show with your host, Dr. Uh, it doesn't matter who the host is. Well, 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 it does not matter who the host is, that is for sure. Anyways, today is Thursday, September the 2nd of 2021, day 245 of the year, and only, only, only 120 days left to go. Anyways, I hope everything is good and grand inside of your neck of the woods as things are going around and about and all that kind of fun stuff. So there you go. Uh, yes, a new intro, new intro. Thanks, thanks, thanks. Uh, yeah, new intro going on, going along, going all the other different ways and all that kind of fun stuff. So thanks for noticing right away on that. Uh, so yes, trying to change some things things up like we always do around here going in and out and around and about uh anyways we are broadcasting live from the safety fm studios in orlando florida and coming across the multiverse of safety fm and then of course hanging out with our friends and colleagues at that other place radio so, yep, hanging out with our friends at Radio Big. So, let's get talking right away and the things that are going on. We're going to get this moving and grooving. Um, so, here you go. If you're not familiar with how it goes, well, we're a new show that talks about new safety and all that other kind of fun stuff all at the same time. So, don't worry. That's what we're about. And that's what we'll go over. So, don't worry about any of that stuff. Any of that nonsense. Anyways, after um, reporting last last Thursday on the stupidity of the milk crate challenge that is taking over social media, this week it takes it one step further. A couple is being slammed for using the trend to part uh, as part of their gender reveal. Um, there is a clip that's available that's on Twitter. On Twitter, um, we'll go into the Iggy's. So, uh, it's a gender reveal challenge, and um, it, it, I mean, it has over 3.5 million views, and the dude falls. I mean, the dude falls hardcore. Um, so, it's, it's readily available out there if you're looking for it, but it is the gender reveal version of it. I mean, but it's just crazy in regards of what people are doing uh, for the gender reveal action part of this whole thing now. Um, it's just mind boggling that people would take it to, um, to this level, you, you know, to this level of doing some of the craziness, uh, just to get it moving and grooving, but Hey, whatever it, it's up to you. It is your gig and all that kind of fun stuff. If you want to do that, that challenge, anyways, we'll get everything moving and grooving. Let's talk to our friends at feature story news, see what they have going on. And let's get that started right now. Here is the news on the Rising Bar Safety Show. 
From Feature Story News in London, I'm Benji Hire. A state of emergency has been declared across the New York region after record-breaking floods killed at least nine people and took residents largely by surprise. What were forecast to be just the remnants of Hurricane Ida closed Newark International Airport, flooded large segments of the New York subway system and turned highways into rivers. Our US correspondent Simon Marks reports. For the first time ever, New York City was placed under a flash flood emergency as large parts of the Big Apple were inundated with water. More than three inches fell in Central Park in just 90 minutes. Images on social media showed the baggage reclaim area at Newark Airport completely submerged, torrents cascading into New York City subway stations and the authorities scrambling to keep up. Jumani Williams is the New York City public advocate. This is a a combination of climate change meeting a infrastructure that really wasn't ready for the old normal, much less the new normal. Governor Kathy Hochul, still in her first week in the job, declared a state of emergency for New York. The governor of New Jersey followed suit. The US Supreme Court has refused by a vote of 5-4 to four to block a new law in Texas that bans abortions for most women. The Heartbeat Act, which came into effect on Wednesday, prohibits terminations after the detection of a fetal heartbeat. That's the point at which many women don't know they are pregnant. The UK's Foreign Secretary Dominic Raab says there is a need for engagement with the Taliban over Afghanistan. He's in Doha for talks with Qatari officials on issues including the safe passage out of Afghanistan for those who need it. Mr Raab insists the Taliban will be judged on their actions rather than their words. We don't recognise governments, we will not be recognising the Taliban, but we do see the need to be able to have direct engagement, otherwise we can't uh, provide messages, we can't listen to the response, uh, and I think, uh, I think there are some early tests for the Taliban. With more than two-thirds of its population now having received the first dose of a COVID-19 vaccine, the Premier of the state of New South Wales in Australia will relax some restrictions in virus hotspots, as Sean Bindley reports. From early Friday morning, exercise in local government areas in Sydney will no longer be limited to an hour a day, although the overnight curfew will remain. The state's Premier, Gladys Berejiklian, says she's confident further relaxations are coming, but only for those who've received two doses of the vaccine. I wanted to also remind our citizens that 70% double dose will be different, will be a different life to what we're experiencing today. Uh, 70% double dose vaccination will allow us to do those things we've all been missing. It will allow us to um, interact with one another safely. But again, I want to stress this. The privileges will extend to people at 70% double dose are only for those who are double vaccinated. From bureaus worldwide, this is FSN. With FSN Spotlight, I'm Simon Marks. Today, the future of Afghanistan and the Taliban's relationship with the United States and its allies. President Biden insists he will hold the Taliban to their word and ensure they will allow the free movement of those people who were not successfully evacuated over the last two weeks. US citizens, other foreign nationals and... This show is almost as enjoyable as hearing the sound of the toilet flush. Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. Hey, come in real close. I got something to share with you. Not everybody has a beautiful head. You know what I'm saying? Not everybody can pull off the shaved head look. Hey, I'm not digging on people. I'm just bringing it up. Some people out there are losing their hair. Now, I want to tell you about my friends at Keeps. Two out of three men will experience some form of hair loss by the time that they are 35. 
More than 50 million men in the U.S. suffer from male pattern baldness. There are only two FDA-approved medications that can prevent hair loss. Keeps offers them both. Keeps offers a simple, stress-free way to keep your hair. Convenient virtual doctor consultation and medication delivered straight to your door every three months. You don't even have to leave your home. Think about that. There's other things that you have to leave your home to be able to pick up, not with Keeps. They have low-cost treatments that start just as low as $10 per month and Keeps offers generic versions. It's discreet packaging and proven results. Now think about this for a moment. Prevention is key. Treatment can take four to five months to see results. So act fast. If you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss, go to keeps.com slash safety to receive your first month of treatment for free. That's keeps.com slash safety to get your first month for free. keeps.com slash safety. Now just remember, not everybody has such a beautiful head like mine. Hamilton was adopted from a rescue in 2008. He really likes to be around people. Do you have a claim and not sure where to turn? Coastal Claim Consultants are professionally licensed and bonded public insurance adjusters employed exclusively by you, the policyholder, to represent you after sustaining an insured loss. They assist policyholders in all aspects of processing the claim, working closely with the insured to provide the most equitable and timely settlement possible. They will provide you with comprehensive service, anything from inspecting the law site, analyzing damages, compiling claim support data, reviewing applicable coverages, assessing replacement costs of damages, and negotiating your settlement. The adjusters at Coastal Claim Consultants will evaluate your claim for no upfront cost whatsoever. Coastal Claim Consultants fee is based on contingency contracts and are paid when the insurance company sends you a check and it's in your possession. Coastal Claim Consultants are licensed to assist you in the following states. Florida, Texas, Oklahoma, Georgia, and South Carolina. Carolina. For more information, go to coastal-cc.com. That's coastal-cc.com. For more information, lighting the way to recovery. Coastal Claim Consultants. This is Mario Andretti. You know me as a race car driver, but I'm also a Meals on Wheels volunteer. I've raced against the sport's biggest personalities, but I've never met more vibrant, amazing people than the seniors served by Meals on Wheels. You can make a difference by dropping off a hot meal and saying a quick hello. So, America, let's do lunch. Volunteer your lunch break at americaletsdolunch.org. This message brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. People been saying to your friend, get a different face. And posting on their feed, they're super ugly. The things they say to them online are cruel and they're not true. So tell your friend, I'll stand up for you. Don't worry, I know what to do. Know someone being bullied online? You can be a witness and make a difference by letting the world know it isn't cool. And by letting your friend know you care. Learn more at eyewitnessbullying.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. You are listening to something magical. <laughs> You're Not. listening to the Rated R Safety Show. Okay, a lot of weirdness going on um, inside of the box this morning. It definitely sounds like so. Um, congratulations for all 
you guys that are out there um, having fun and doing whatever it is that you like to do while you're inside of the box. Anyways, it is 13 minutes past the top of the hour as you and I are hanging out on this lovely Thursday. Um, so I guess maybe I should start asking the question because, you know, we're close enough to it um, as we're as we're speaking right now. As we're speaking right now, in regards of um, what are you doing this weekend? If you're in Canada, you know, if you're hanging out in Canada, you have a four day weekend, you know, a four day weekend going on. So good for you um, for being able to pull that magic trick off. Um, If you're here in the US of A, it's a three day weekend for the most part. So do you have anything planned, anything cool, anything copacetic? Um, I mean, just a lot of stuff going on uh, just right away. Just stuff to think about. I don't know what you have going on, but some some fun stuff. Anyway, so let's start talking about uh, some other things. Bud Light is, is releasing its first ever hard seltzer flavored with pumpkin spice. Yeah, you heard me correctly there. Flavored with pumpkin spice. Uh, The alcoholic beverage includes a blend of pumpkin, cinnamon, nutmeg, and vanilla, which the company describes as literally uh, the taste of all. Why would I want to have the taste of fall? I mean, I just don't get it. Uh, Sounds like maybe it should be sponsored by the Milk Crate Challenge. I mean, I'm just saying. Uh, So there you go. The new drink will be available on September the 6th, so on Monday, as part of a new fall-themed variety uh, pack alongside with toasted marshmallow, maple beer, and apple crisp. I I don't – if I want something to taste like something else, shouldn't it just – shouldn't I just get the other thing? I like the stream. Should I follow you via YouTube or what else? Um – you can go to the radio station. That would probably be the easiest. You can either go to radiobig.fm or safetyfm.com and go from there. Not four-day weekend in Canada, just three. Hey, I, I'm just letting you know, I was talking to somebody yesterday out of Canada, Facebook user, um, and they were telling me that they had a four-day. Maybe it's a different providence. I mean, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just throwing out what I was told. Uh, it was some energy people. I'll, I'll, I'll just put it to you that way. Or maybe they were just looking to get the hell out of there. Who knows? But thanks for sharing. Uh, Facebook, uh, Facebook user. Uh, let's continue talking. A chunk of Mars is on display in Maine. A Maine mineral of gem museum in Bethel is hosting a 32 pound specimen that is said, yes, that is said to be the largest, um, intact rock from the red planet on earth. The museum said that the rock was the result of an asteroid impact on the surface of Mars that ejected the material into Earth, um, crossing orbit in space. The rock is known as, uh, yeah, we'll just call it number two, number two. So there you go. Just Labor Day on Monday. Okay. Well, I don't know what to tell you. You say one thing. They said another. I'm just sharing both. So now we have both points of views. And that's what matters. That's what's important. I like it. <laughs> Oops. What did he just say? We at Safety FM don't always agree with the viewpoints of our hosts and guests. Now back to real safety talk on Safety FM. I'm glad that we have people in the community that like you. I don't know. After the, the whole array of stuff that was being said this morning, um, I, I'm, I'm kind of I'm kind of in, I'm questioning a lot of things in life. 
So let's go from there. Um, unvaccinated employees of Duke University must get the jab or be fired on October by October the 1st. Yeah, the university made the announcement earlier this week telling employees that they needed to provide proper documentation or lose their job. Currently, 91% of Duke's 22,136 employees um, are vaccinated. So there you go. Uh, so there. So my my dog is so cute. At this particular point, I feel like we're talking all morning in double entendres um, inside of the box. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go easy with some of this stuff. So if so many are vaccinated, why should they put fear in the small group of unvaccinated people? Um, either the vaccine works or it doesn't, according to the editor on this. So something to think about something to talk about. So what's your thought of process about this? Because we knew that we were going to get to this point. We knew that with um, the FDA approval, some places were going to start um, start mandating. There was going to be a mandate of, of this going forward. I mean, so let's just be realistic. It's not like it's some big surprise here uh, of the conversation going on. So let's, t- should we talk about this now? I mean, I'm sure if you have not known, uh, you probably do know by now. But uh, Joe Rogan says that he has tested positive for COVID-19 and decided to take some medication uh, on to get everything healed. And he says Joe Rogan on Wednesday posted a video uh, to social media which revealed that he has COVID-19. The comic and popular podcast host said uh, to, that he took if we're, the, the horse dewormer, essentially. The one that the CDC, CDC says that it's not authorized um, or approved by the FDA for uh, prevention or treatment of COVID-19. The Spotify podcast host also made headlines during the pandemic uh, sowing, uh, sowing, de- sowing doubt about the vaccine. And April Rogan walked back comments that he made about on a show about that he was um, that when he said that young, healthy people should skip the jab. That was something that he said. And then he retracted it. That happens. On Wednesday, uh, Rogan told his Instagram audience that the COVID-19 would um, would have been would need to rearrange his schedule. I got back on the road. Um, I got back from the road on Saturday, which he was here in Orlando um, and feeling very weary. I had a headache. I just felt run down. And he said that he was at that he um, his symptoms progressed throughout the evening. And the next day he tested positive for COVID-19. Uh, so they threw the kitchen sink at it based on what he said. All kinds of medicine, uh, medicines, especially he took Z-Packs, uh, Prezodone, the horse dewormer, which is used to treat um, parasites, worms, and horses. Uh, every time. The horse dewormer has been falsely touted as some anti-vaxxers as an alternate to COVID-19 jab. The New York Times report reported on August the 30th that the horse dewormer has um, repeatedly failed clinical trials to help people infected with the coronavirus. Rogan noted that um, he is feeling better, and here um, and today was Wednesday when he was making when he was making the post. I feel great. I really only had one bad day today. I feel. He said really fucking good is what he said. I really feel pretty fucking good. Um, and then Rogan did not mention if he had been vaccinated. He did He did say that uh, a wonderful and heartfelt thank you to the modern medicine for pulling me through this so quickly and easily. Spotify did not immediately return any kind of requests for comments about the, the horse dewormer. But, you know, Joe Rogan, regardless of what he does, he's going he's gonna to make the rounds because of the popularity that he has. So I don't know. I mean, is this interesting on, you know, medications and all this kind of stuff and all the stuff that people are able to do and all the stuff that people can take? So what do you think? I mean, what do you think about the whole thing? I mean, it's something to think about for sure. 
It, we can't just leave it sit in the dark and go, ah, we probably shouldn't do the talkie talkie because uh, we don't want to get people mad. I mean, we have to talk about all this stuff. It's always a uh, memor- Let me see. It's always important to see what others are um, are having the conversation about. So what do you think about the horse dewormer? What, how do you feel about people opting to do this over other treatments? Do you think it's the right thing? What is the right thing for you? That's the question, right? I mean, isn't that the question there? What's the right thing for you? What would you do in, if you were inside a similar situation? I don't know. A lot of stuff to think about, that's for sure. Let's go ahead and get Johnny Smalls in here. Let's talk about something else for just a, for just a brief moment. Here's your Market Beat Minute for Thursday, September 2nd, 2021. Equity traders shrugged off a weaker-than-expected unemployment report from ADP in favor of the earnings outlook. The ADP report shows less than half the expected jobs were created in August, putting a damper on the outlook for economic activity. The upshot is that ADP figures rarely track in line with the NFP figures, which leaves the door open for the NFP report to impress the market Friday. If not, equities could reverse their upward trend and begin moving lower once again. In other news, the ISM Manufacturing Index and the construction spending data were both better than expected. This data is contrary to the weaker-than-expected employment figures and point not only to continued economic activity, but an acceleration of activity in the third quarter of the year. The key takeaway is that the earnings outlook continues to improve. So long as those conditions remain in place, the S&P 500 should continue to move higher. You can get the inside track at marketbeatminute.com okay thank you johnny smalls for that one that's for sure thank you thank you thank you thank you Here, let me tell you what we found on our neck of the woods stocks finished um mixed on wednesday as the dow lost 48 points the nasdaq added about 50 points and the s&p 500 gained one point Automatic data processing reported much weaker than expected employment numbers for the month of August. Only 374,000 new jobs were created against um, an expectation of 600,000 by top analysts. Vera Bradley, um, woman accessory, woman's accessory maker, plunged more than 9% after reporting it had missed um, earnings per share and revenue estimates in the recent quarter. So what do you think? Uh, what do you, what do you think when it comes to that? A lot of stuff there for sure. Okay. The who is monitoring another COVID-19 variant, the mu variant. Have you heard about this? Also known as the B.1.621 has been added to the health agency's watch list of variant interests. A preliminary data shows or suggests that it may be resistant to vaccines. So far, the variant has been reported in 39 countries. So there you go. A lot of stuff to think about as we are talking here and spinning and moving and going and all that other fun stuff. So some things to think about for sure. We at Safety FM are not responsible for what this idiot behind the microphone is saying. He is trying to be entertaining. We do our safety show. Okay, here you go. Officials continued searching yesterday for five of six sailors aboard the U.S. Navy helicopter that crashed off the coast of San Diego on Tuesday. One of six rescued after the crash. The U.S. Coast Guard said that Wednesday afternoon that the debris from the helicopter had been located, but the crew was still missing. The rescued sailors in the stable are in stable condition. Five sailors aboard the USS Abram Lincoln 
were also injured in the incident, but will be okay. An investigation of the cause of the crash is currently un- underway. So there you go. There you go. A lot of stuff to think about for sure as we are talking. Anyways, hospital employees in Greece um, helped prote- um, help prot- prote- held protests this week in opposition of the vaccine mandate. The government issued a mandate saying that it was needed to safeguard hospital amid another major surge in COVID-19 cases, but healthcare union says it's unnecessary. Infections levels um, spiked last month, putting pressure on hospitals, about 64% of Greece adult population. Uh, but it, but hold on about 64% of Greece adult population is fully vaccinated. So, um, something to think about. So let me ask you this, because this is where it's going to get kind of weird. If certain vaccines have been mandated, you know, so let's just talk about the vaccines that are mandated for your kid to get, to go to school. Know what am I talking about here? What do you think about why are people in an uproar now about a vaccine that's being mandated now because of some FDA approval? I mean, I'm just asking because it becomes a weird thing. I mean, and I, and I think that we should just have the, the logical conversation for a few moments of what you think here because it becomes very strange. I mean, think about it for a moment. Is it because of the clinical trials? I mean, when you sit around and think about this, what comes to mind right away? When you when you think about the whole thing, what happens? I don't know. I mean, I'm just wondering what comes to mind when, when it's all said and done. So what do you think? And this is where it can get weird for both of us. Because you can say one thing, I can say another, and it can all go from there. I mean, let's just not lie here. But what happens? What is the creme de la creme? What is the inside Iggy that needs to take place? I mean, is this something worth talking about for sure? Oops. What did he just say? We at Safety FM don't always agree with viewpoints of our hosts and guests. Now back to real safety talk on Safety FM. Okay, a student who has been identified as William Chavis Raynard Miller Jr. is dead after another student opened fire at a North Carolina high school yesterday. Authorities responded to a call of shots fired at Mount Tabor High School in Winston-Salem around noon local time. The unidentified shooter was arrested just after 6 p.m. without incidents. Officers said that the investigation is still ongoing and more information will be released um, when, uh, let's see, will be released uh, as appropriate. So high school shooting happening yesterday in North Carolina. High school shooting happening and and we're talking again. We're going through this. And it's kind of interesting that when we were talking last year on how the numbers were down with the with the commingling form of education. So what do you think about this? What do you think about the whole thing now? I mean, I don't know. I mean, believe me, nobody's ever going to stand up and say, hey, the numbers are different. They're not going to say anything like that, but it's kind of a strange thing on how this thing keeps on happening over and over and over again. I'm just wondering uh, when we're going to start taking a look at some of the the different incidences that are going on inside of the world. Just something to think about. I mean, don't hate me for it. 
Anyways, let's continue talking. At least 27 students from Carol from California are still stranded in Afghanistan. Also, a three-year-old boy whose family was um, badly beaten by the Taliban were trying to escape has been uh, left behind. Officials told the San Diego Union Tribune that the students were visiting relatives during their summer break and were caught off guard of the sudden takeover of the Taliban and the chaos that ensued. They were also given no directions on how to safely return home. A spokesperson from the school district told Fox News that they have been exploring alternative strategies to get them to airlift. Uh, to airlift is no longer available, uh, no longer an avenue. So we're noting multiple calls were made to the White House and the Secretary of Defense Office, as well as the Secretary of State, but they are um, about the stranded Americans, but to no avail, according to Rep. Jackie Spear. So what do you think? What do you think when you hear that one? What do you think when you hear that, Iggy? I mean, it's stuff to think about. It's stuff to talk about. It's stuff to... um. To reference for sure. Super hungover from a party last night. I remember when I was in college and the the Wednesday parties existed. You know, now that I'm an old man, the Wednesday parties don't exist as much. You know, I so get hung up on the boxing. You see how I'm easily distracted. Anyways, let's continue talking. U.S. USA Gymnastics is close to settling with victims of former team Dr. Larry Nassar. According to the USA Today, the $425 million proposal is still waiting approval for survivors and creditors. The offer is nearly double the $215 million the organization presented in January of 2020. It is unclear on how the amount would be distributed to among the victims. Nazar was sentenced to 60 years in federal prison for child pornography and tampering with evidence. Um, 40 to 175 years in the state of Michigan for sexual assault of minors and additional 40 to 125 years in prison for sexual assault. Um, so needless to say, this guy's dying in prison, but there you go. That's a, um, so let's talk about the mental issues that the victims are going to have based on this. And is $425 million enough for pain and suffering and what they had to endure during the time. And what is the split from the lawyers? I mean, let's be realistic. We have to understand what, what that means, what those mean as well. Just some stuff to think about as we are talking this morning. Anyways, it is 31 minutes past the top of the hour. So that means that we're close. We're close to that thing that we do, you know, doing that thing that we do, doing that thing that we do here. So let's go ahead and get to that right now. Here is our main story on the Rated R Safety Show. Uh, so before I get too far into this, I have to uh, I have to kind of chuckle for a moment uh, with yesterday's uh, main story. I was kind of amazed to hear that people were offended <laughs> because I was harsh when I was talking and um you know and and was doing the things that I do. And talking about the things that I want to talk about and how they were offended that I put up a garbage heap when talking about numbers. And I put up a garbage heap about when people just want to, you know, sit there and brag on how great they are. I mean, I'm not doing anything weird. I'm not doing anything out of the ordinary. I'm just talking about what's going on. And some people feel that uh, the need to brag about how great they are based on listeners. 
and based on numbers or based on lower incident rates. You know, all, all the typical stuff that we talk about all the time. And I don't think I took it too far. I mean, if we're being honest here, which we always are, I don't think I took it far because we were talking about, hey, maybe this is a little bit much. But anyways, let me not talk about that. Let's talk about what's important today. Let's talk about the the Iggy Iggy about pennies in a jar. You know, it's always amazing to me that we kind of default back. Um, are you interested in fashion? That's kind of funny. Have you not seen that I wear black all the time? Um, it's kind of interesting to me that when you start taking a look and we start talking about saving money, pennies in a jar always kind of come to mind. It always comes to mind in regards to the things that are being done on what we used to do when we were younger on saving money. It could have been a coin here, a coin there, and you would have tossed it into a piggy bank and all that kind of fun stuff. Is probably as you got older, you know, you probably had one of those cards that they evened out the number. So if you spend $5.77, it would take the 23 cents and put it into a savings account. That way it would be an even six, you know, that kind of stuff. But I take a look at this now and I just laugh. I laugh all the time about this, about how we're constantly putting things away. That could be knowledge base. That could be um, something that we've learned from someone else, something that we're doing. We're constantly putting things away for us to potentially use it at a later time, for us to potentially turn around and go, okay, we're going to need this at some point. And it amazes me. That when we have to go back and pull from that knowledge base, when we have to go back and say something about this, it's like, am I doing the right thing? Am I doing, I'm doing the shock moment that I've been working for for such a long period of time, but now I'm not sure if I should do it. And I don't get it. I don't get it. It's if you've been building up and waiting and putting away this knowledge base, even maybe even putting away money to go to school, we can use that example. Do you have doubts? And if so, why? Because that's the weird thing. Like if I've saved money and I'm going to go make a purchase, I don't doubt the purchase after I make it if I've been saving for it. So why is it that when it comes to knowledge, we're so hesitant about some of that stuff? Why is it that we're so hesitant to go ahead and say, okay, that will work. Okay, we can do this. Why always the hesitation? It's just very weird to me that when we are putting pennies away or glimpse of knowledge, things that we're learning to use at a later date, there's the doubt. There's the imposter syndrome there is am i good enough do i know enough but when we were when we put the money away when you were younger to save up to do something you never questioned if the money was good enough you never questioned most of the times if the purchase was good enough or what you were saving for so why all of a sudden now when the time is right When it's time to move on, when it's time to do the things that you need to do, the doubt is there. The the question is about the moment of doubt comes into your life. 
I just don't get it. I get so confused on what people want to do. If you're saving the knowledge for future use, because that's what we're getting to, why are you hesitant to use it? Think about that. If you think about anything else that happened on this show today, think about that. Because I definitely want to get you to forget some of the stuff that happened at the beginning of the show. But think about that for just a moment today. If you're saving knowledge to use it in the future, how long into the future are you going to wait? And why isn't it good enough now? Think about that. Oops. What did he just say? We at Safety FM don't always agree with the viewpoints of our hosts and guests. Now back to real safety talk on Safety FM. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to the home of real safety talk. You are listening to Safety FM. We'll be right back. Okay, what are you wearing right now? Nothing. That's right. So mommy's going to teach you how to dress yourself. Underwear always comes first. Name tag at the back, then pants, then shirt. Get the first button in the right hole or you have to start all over. Socks going first, then shoes right on right, left on left. With shoelaces, just take the ends, cross them over, switch the loops. The rabbit goes down the hole, pull tight, and left with bunny ears. Got it? Why are your pants on your head? Most parenting is hard to do in just two minutes. Two minutes twice a day, making sure they brush their teeth is easier, and it could help save them from a lifetime of tooth pain. Visit 2min2x.org to find out more. A message from the Partnership for Healthy Mouths, Healthy Lives, and the Ag Council. This message is for all of you sitting in the passenger seat, and apologies if it gets a little uncomfortable, but how does it feel to be at the mercy of someone who thinks a random text is more important than your life? Someone who takes their eyes off the road while speeding along in a three-ton hunk of steel. Freaky, right? Well, why not just ask them to stop? Or better yet, volunteer to text for them. It might be a little awkward, but believe me, you'll live. Learn more at StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. We are live outside the home of Joe and Rosie Goddard, where a pretty big tickle fight broke out just minutes ago. Sources say their father instigated the laughter. Let's go inside for a comment. (laughs) Apparently, they have no comment. Dads, let this be a reminder that it only takes a moment to make a moment. Call 877-4DAD411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. How's it going? I'm having a stroke. Are you going to shake my hand? I'm having a stroke. Wow, you're not even moving your arm. I'm having a stroke. When someone is having a stroke, they may not be able to say it with words, but their body language will tell you loud and clear. Look for FAST. F, face drooping. A, arm weakness. S, speech difficulty. T, time to call 911 immediately. Know the sudden signs. Spot a stroke fast. Visit strokeassociation.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. Hey, are you tired of hanging around and talking about safety in a boring kind of format? Well, I got something for you. If you haven't hung out with us yet at safetyfm.com, I'm going to encourage you to do so. Yeah, if you come out to Safety FM, you can come hang out with all kinds of safety professionals. Some are safety professionals. Some are just people that are talking about safety. But we want to do it in a format that makes it fun and entertaining. If you're kind of trying to figure out what the FM portion is, well, we're a radio station and also a podcast network. You can come out, hang out, listen to my show, The Jay Allen Show. You can listen to Todd Conklin with a pre accident investigation blaine j hoffman with the safety pro the hop nerd sam goodman just to name a few on what could be found on the station different things for different people trying to bring safety in an entertaining form safetyfm.com go to the website download the app and carry it with you all day long safetyfm.com we'll be waiting for you 
That's Tell Me Something New by Wellness. This song's readily available on Spotify and iTunes. Okay, I want to tell you something new. So there you go. Let's get it moving and grooving into some other things this morning and get you back into the world of stuff. So there you go. I don't know. I don't know. There's a lot of things to go over this morning, but you know, I kind of feel that it's been a hot minute since uh, we've done a motivation minute. So maybe we should do that right now. Let's get John back in here and let him do his his gig with the motivation minute. Take a listen right now. The motivation minute is courtesy of bettercreditcards.com. Today's quote has been submitted by Matt. Terry Willingham said, I'll never fit in. That's one of my best qualities. I agree 100%, by the way. We had another message this week that was similar. I'm a sucker for these type of quotes. I absolutely relate every time. I've never felt the need to fit in. As a matter of fact, I often work hard to stand out. That's one of the things that has helped me in my career over the years. When others put their head down and became part of the machine, I was finding ways to rise above all of that and stand out to the people in charge of our company. And sometimes people at other companies noticed too, and they offered me my next opportunity. Why in the world would you want to fit in? This has been today's Motivation Minute, courtesy of BetterCreditCards.com. I'm John Small. Thanks for listening. Your favorite motivational quotes can be submitted for upcoming programs at MotivationMinute.org. Okay, thank you, Johnny Smalls, for that one. And what's going on there? Hi, Safety FM. I'm Brazilian. Oh, okay, thanks. Appreciate it. Uh, Thanks for sharing that inside of the box. We will make the call out here as we are talking. Anyways, let's get into it. Fitness protection. Yes, fitness protection. Everybody knows that sitting around all day (laughs) like this, uh, whether it's for work or for pleasure, isn't, um, isn't good for you. But just how much exercise is needed to counteract the negative health impact of a day at the desk or on the couch. According to a new study completed last year, um, about 30 or 40 minutes of moderate, vigorous intensity uh, physical physical activity should do it. Yeah, researchers of the, at the Norwegian School of Sports and Science, uh, science has performed an um, analysis of nine previous studies involved with more than 44,000 people, and they found out that the risk um, the, the risk of death among the among among them with suddenly um, with uh, a, a stationary lifestyle. Let's just call it a stationary lifestyle. Went up as they spent time engaging in more vigorous activity. So when it's all said and done. 30 to 40 minutes a day should be the trick. 30 or 40 minutes a day. Um, 
how, should be the way that it is. Are you active in real life? Uh, yeah, I actually am. I appreciate the question. I am active in real life. Uh, <laughs> probably not to the numbers that I want to be, but yeah, I am. Thanks for you. Thanks for the question. How about for yourself? Are you active in real life? Because, you know, we don't want any risk of death for the listeners here. Um, each day in some reasonable intensity activities such as cycling, brisk walking, or even gardening can lower your risk of earlier death right down to what you would be maybe that weren't even doing uh, all day just sitting around. I have friends that will sit around, well, we'll say sit around, and the moment that you start watching TV, they're either grabbing something to try to attempt to do some level of a bicep curl or anything along those lines uh, just, to, uh, just to get moving and grooving. So I don't think that these people seem to appreciate the amount of effort that I put into sitting around all day. You know how difficult this is to do? And But to have to remember that one person's moderate, vigorously physical activity as another one to get out of bed and into the shower. I mean, that's that's something to think about. And then I'm happy to report that I've gotten started on an intensive diddy squat program. You know, diddly squat. You know, that, that's it's a it's a it's a it's a pretty um, interesting program. Uh, to think about for sure. Anyway, it's, it's, it was uh, it was easy being green. Have you heard about this? Have you heard about this? The British government has announced plans for a single, single to ban single-use plastic utensils in England as a part of wide-ranging environmental bill that tackles plastic pollution. The bill aims to clean up a uh, country's air, restore natural habitats, and increase blood um, biodiversity. One of the provisions calls for the reduction of litter and cutting uh, uh, the plastic waste by removing the use of single-use plastic forks, knives, and spoons. On average, each person in England uses about 18 single-use um, plastic plates and 37 single-use utensils every year. Scotland, Wales, and Northern Ireland already um, have been introduced plans to ban these plastics, and the European Union added a similar ban back in July. Okay, so they're going to get really sick of being uh, given uh, given used ones. I mean, think about that. I mean, they're, they're gonna, there's going to have to be some options here. You complete me because of the ban? Okay, okay. Leaded gasoline has finally reached the end of the road now that the last country in the world has halted the sale of the highly toxic fuel. Uh, Algeria stopped providing leaded gas last month, um, prompting the UN Environmental Office to declare that the official end of the use of cars. Petroleum containing lead was first sold about 100 years ago to increase the engine's performance, and it was um, widely used decades later until researchers discovered that it could um, could cause heart disease, strokes, and brain damage. It was banned in Canada back in 1990 and the U.S. in 1996, so Algeria may now now be unleaded but they can they certainly aren't a litter you get it there aren't a litter you get it you get it you get it no you don't get it listen at your own risk rated r safety show okay so let's talk about this because you know we we talk a lot about safety and we talk about all kinds of weird stuff so here you go world safety safest cities in 2021 so let's talk about them real quick uh just for the sake of doing so so here you go according to a study by the economist to, uh, taking into account 76 indicators in 60 major cities across 